Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First Credit Union, a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. You know, I think we can all say that, you know, one of the most hit industries were the hospitality and events for sure, because everything just stopped. Um, and we're talking, you know, what's this going to look like? Is it 15 people, 50 people, 100 people? What's it going to look like moving forward? We really don't know. So, so um, you know, without me chatting anymore, I just want to get started because I know there's a lot we want to cover. So I'd like to introduce our panel. So I'm going to start with uh, Renata Mills, Executive Director at Festivals Kelowna. I think a lot of people from Kelowna will know Renata's name and face. So she's been a mainstay figure in the event scene in Kelowna for many years. Um, she's very community focused, sits on lots of boards, including the Moral Cup Kelowna, which we're gonna talk a little bit about before the 2020 Moral Cup. Um, and she, lots of events that everyone has probably heard of, like Parks Alive, Candles in Parks, Kelowna Buskers, Canada Day, what else am I missing? New York, New York, New Year's, Arts on the yeah. Avenue. Any more I miss? We can go on and on. Um, thank you, Renata. Thanks for joining. Uh, Olivia, Olivia Diamond from Director of Live Entertainment at GSL Group. And she said this is like a month on, her, on the job. So she's thrown into the fire really quick. And thank you for joining us. So um, for you guys familiar, obviously, uh, Olivia brings about 10 plus years of experience in the hospitality event industry to this role. They manage Prospera Place in Kelowna, Savon Moore Memorial Center in Victoria as well. And, and they quote unquote dabble in a lot of stuff like entertainment, sports, real estate, hospitality. I was looking at some of the names they brought. Jay-Z, Elton John, Tragically Hip, Bill Clinton, and Peppa Pig. So a real diverse events that you'll see through that group as well, which is awesome. Welcome, Olivia. Uh, Dustin from executive producer, sorry, executive producer and owner of Rebellious Unicorn Production Company. Um, Dustin is a proud UBCO alumni and uh, left a banking career like I did uh, to pursue his passion around building a more inclusive community. Again, like Renata, Dustin's uh, company covers a lot of events. Peak Pride, uh, is that just Big White or is it some peaks as well, Dustin? Uh, we actually were scheduled to be at Four Mountains this past winter. Wow. So Big White, we wow. did successfully do Silver Star. Sun Peaks and Red Mountain, and then Big White uh, was canceled because of what was going on. Yeah, so lots of stuff. So Peak Pride, Dirty Mudder, uh, Cub, Black Mountain Cub Crawl, Stomp Out, Earth the Table, and so on. That's just a few of the ones I saw. So there's a lot that Dustin's got going on. Welcome, Dustin. And last, Jill, we're talking about Jill. Do we pronounce her name Haller or Haller? She says it's Haller, but some family members say Haller. So we're going to say Haller. Um, so co owner and marketing manager at Kona Concierge. Um, Jill was actually born and raised in Kelowna. You don't, you don't hear of that a lot, so very free to born and raised in Kelowna. She went to um, uh, Okanagan College and fell in love with the hospitality industry, worked with some big hotels in Victoria, Calgary, return, before returning home and um, starting her uh, company out here, so Kelowna Concierge. Um, Jill was also an event manager at the 2020 Memorial Cup Kelowna. As we mentioned, Renata was involved, so we'll talk about that as well. So, so those are our intros, so let's get started. I have lots of questions, like I said. So again, ask um, uh, anyone that's tuning in, either through Facebook or 
uh, through um, Zoom, please ask as many questions as possible and we'll get to them. Uh, so we'll start with Renata. So Renata, um, obviously a little bit of challenging times for Festivals Kelowna because of what's happening, but I've watched a few of your videos the last few days that you've had a lot of these discussions and you got such a positive, if I can use the word positive, but really focused on the future. You're not, you know, it's not wallowing in sorrow and going, oh my gosh, what's happening? So what are some of the challenges you're facing and how are you tackling those? And the second part of that is, are any events, uh, have, did you officially cancel any events um, so yeah, we, we have as a group, my team here, my small but mighty team right now of Nicolette and Grace, who I know are listening in. So morning girls. Um, we generally have a very positive approach anyway, when it comes to things, the other saving grace with when the, um, interesting change happened in our world, it was still far enough out from our usual event season that we had time to think and pivot is the key word of the day these days mm -hmm. um, and think about okay we could still potentially do versions of all the programs and events that we normally would do in our summer months and here we are sitting at the beginning of may we've still got plenty of time to come up with plan a b c d and like i've been saying lately to the end of the alphabet <laughs> we did announce last week officially canada day had to be cancelled the simple reality behind that event is it is one of Kelowna's biggest events just on sheer attendance. Uh, Waterfront of Park alone would see over 60,000 people through it during the course of a day. So I don't think we have enough physical space to no. physically distance. Um, so that was really unfortunate. The upside of that, though, if there is an upside, is that there is room when the, the restrictions begin to be lifted uh, for us to come together in a community celebration. It may not be called Canada Day, but it'll certainly be a celebration of our Canadian resilience. So um, Canada Day technically on the first is not happening, but that's not to say something down the road couldn't happen to uh, help us big, breathe a big sigh of relief once this is all over. And then um, we actually did in early March put out a statement, a fact sheet, which people can find on our website, that does speak to all the other programs that we produce so for example we're continuing to paint pianos mm. um, we do hope to put them out if not mid-june then certainly end of june again pending permissions we are also working on a modified parks alive offering this summer again depending on what we're allowed to do and we're kind of excited about the opportunity to create um, a new branded series around that. And then um, the Buskers program, again, it's on pause, but we have a plan with when we roll it out, how do we do it in a modified, safe manner that makes people comfortable and able to still enjoy all those cool things and those experiences that you discover in uh, our downtown in the summer months. Yeah, it's interesting because most businesses like ours were able to adapt doing zoom calls and we continue doing meetings where but when we ask like typically I'll ask people what are they missing like you know being in what they're doing right now the two things that come are going out to restaurants actually going dining out dining and the sports slash event side those are always the top two that people are saying that they're missing because we're social creatures right like we want to interact we want it to, so it's harder with the event side the virtual side doesn't necessarily work necessarily for what you're doing because a lot of people have moved in that direction but it doesn't sound like the discussion from festivals cologne is moving virtually is that true 
That would be fair. Um, we've had a few conversations um, with people and I just don't think it's authentic to our brand. Um, and the other thing too, that's very interesting to note is the artist, they too are very creative and resilient where they don't really need us as a middleman between them and their audience. They're able to run with this on their own. So we're ready to support artists and hire them and present them to the community once it's time to do so. So right. we're preparing ourselves for that moment. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Renata. So we'll come back to, like I said, we're going to kind of go around and then we'll ask some questions. So Olivia, um, just one month into your role, like you said, so you're, you're jumping right into the fire. Um, a lot of the events we see from Prospera have been postponed, not canceled. Like that's the term that we're seeing a lot of. So when you're making a decision, what considerations do you look at saying, hey, should these be postponed or canceled? And, and what does that look like for a lot of the questions we hear is, what does it mean for someone that already has tickets for an event now that's been postponed? I mean, it definitely depends on which event. Um, with a lot of the promoters, well, all of the promoters that we partner with, we're looking at rescheduling dates. Um, things are obviously shifting around in terms of when we'll be able to get back in the arena in large crowds of people. Um, so we're definitely asking people for their patience as much as possible for those new dates to be announced and um, to hang on to their tickets because at some point we are going to be able to have large shows again. We just don't know exactly when at the moment. So when you, what, what do you, what's considered, like who decides if a show is actually canceled? I heard like Cirque du Soleil, for instance, was canceled. So is that the promoter? Do you guys have influence in any of that? Or who makes that decision if the show's canceled or postponed? Uh, well, it depends on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, for example, if the artist decides, if it's a, an artist who's touring and they decide that they're not comfortable um, rescheduling the date, they can cancel the show. Um, a show like Cirque du Soleil, where they own the content, um, they would be in charge of uh, making that call. And then um, a promoter could also um, decide to cancel. But of course, we are hoping, you know, and I think that all of our partners like in terms of promoters are hoping to reschedule instead of cancel do you um last week i believe we had a couple webinars around real estating that one of the discussion was around clauses in contracts if there's like covid you know is there any so are you seeing i assume you did no one had covid clauses before because it, you know we didn't know but are, is there any clauses in contracts that help uh during situations like this yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of conversations around the force majeure clause, um, what exactly that means. Um, usually the word pandemic, um, you wouldn't have seen that necessarily in a force majeure clause, but you're going to start seeing it a lot more, for sure, specified. Yeah. Everyone's mm -hmm. going to be covering for sure, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what that means in terms of insurance, um, we don't know whether or not, you know, insurance companies will decide to cover that or not yeah fair enough um dustin um welcome to the call uh i guess simple but quick question for you is what are the main challenges you guys are facing right now being you know you host a, a variety of events we talked about but if you had to pick your you know a couple of challenges that you're working on right now what would they be i think it's kind of two main ones is one with i also work with Kelowna pride and we announced that we're delaying that to september and 
we've also kind of prefaced that we don't know what it's going to look like. We know it's not going to be, you know, a regular pride festival that we're used to. And so last year we had about 12,000 people join us that day. So um, we're looking at alternatives of, of how do we pivot and still have a pride celebration, but maybe a little bit different. So we're working with our various sponsors and partners on and the city of Kelowna as to what is that going to look like. And, you know, realistically, we probably won't know much until late July, early August, until closer to. So we're trying to kind of have, like Renata said, A to Z kind of, you know, all these different options planned out um, so that we can, you know, move as, as agile and quickly as we can. Um, but on my front with Rebellious Unicorns, we've been investing heavily the last month and a half um, into live streaming. So we'll be slowly launching it out actually later this week. So we have a whole new brand, uh, unicorns.live. Um, and it will be, because we got funding for one of our new programs, which is going to be Cusick. So live music with LGBT identifying artists. But obviously, we literally got the check like days before everything shut down. So thankfully, Creative BC has allowed us to adjust. Um, and so we will be taking it live stream initially. And then once we can have in-person events, we're going to do both because realizing, you know, when events start happening, it's not going to be full capacity. You know, I was, was chatting with uh, Caroline at the Kelowna Community Theatre yesterday, and even they realized, like, you know, once the Kelowna Community Theatre can open up, it might only be a hundred person capacity, even though there's 800 seats in there. So, you know, I think we're, we're figuring out how do we, how do we navigate this? And then we're going to just slowly open things up. So those are kind of the main ones right now that we're looking at. Have you had to cancel any events or are you just postponing most of the stuff that you were managing right now? Uh, well, we did cancel peak pride at big white because I mean, the mountain was actually closed by the time it came up. So there was, that was definitely cancellation. And we just refunded everyone. We were at a point that we could make that work. Um, even though our policy said we didn't have to, but um, we have monthly events that normally are at um, Sapphire or Gotham. So those have all been canceled. You know, our monthly networking events have been canceled. Um, in terms of dirty mutter and cub crawl, we're going to postpone until next year. Um, to 2021 because it just doesn't make sense right now to be planning that and potentially have to cancel at last minute. So um, yeah, like all our monthly stuff is yeah, basically just been canceled or put on hold at this point until we know more. Fair enough. Thank you. Um, Jill, you've been sitting there patiently waiting. <laughs> um, you're a fairly new business in the events and tourism industry. And so how are you guys coping through this? I did see that you are still operating the airport shuttle. So, you know, um, but how are you, you know, how are you doing different ways of business now, considering that, you know, tourism and events are, you know, really dried up right now? Yeah, for sure. So COVID definitely devastated our, our business um, in, in March, but um, we do operate the airport shuttle service. So essentially, we just looked at our cleaning practices and social distancing practices and continue to operate. Um, everything needs to be pre-booked as opposed to kind of the on-demand service that we were doing before. Um, but the nice thing about having big vehicles is you can actually social distance in our vehicles. So you can be six feet away from the driver. So we have found, uh, how, have found success there as well. Um, and we introduced an online gift certificate program as well. So people that do want to purchase wine tours or those types of things for, you know, when it's safe to be together and to be out playing again, that we can, we can get everyone out and drinking wine and enjoying, you know, the best that the Okanagan has to offer. 
I did see in your profile that it says you typically, we typically find you drinking a glass of wine with, and have a cell phone in your hand. So what are some precautions you are taking to, to ensure passengers are safe? Because I assume that's a, that's a topic you hear a lot of or get asked a lot of. Yeah, so we're doing a lot more um, deep cleans of the vehicles. Um, we have had drivers wear masks and that kind of thing as well. Um, we encourage uh, all of our guests to deal with their own luggage so that, that there's just less touching, less contact. Um, and just keeping a minimal amount of people in the vehicles as well um, has, has been good for us. Um, yeah, just honestly honoring all the cleaning practices and the social distancing that uh, the province has put out. We're just trying to abide by all the restrictions that are in place right now. And you mentioned uh, launching GCs. Is there any other ways of new business that you guys are looking at given situation or? Um, a lot of our business model revolves around supporting and promoting other local businesses. So we've just tried to be active on, on social media, you know, liking, commenting and sharing and let's write reviews. Let's make sure these businesses are going to come out of this okay um, when it's safe to do so. So we're just really trying to help promote our, our partners and, you know, the tourism industry that's really, really taken a, a hit over the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so we're, we're about a quarter of the way through already, believe it or not. So uh, again, just let anyone that's tuning in, please do ask any questions. We'll get to them um, as soon as we can. We do have some questions that kind of submitted before as well, but um, please do ask questions and we'll try to get to them as quickly as can. Um, Renata, um, one of the sessions I had last week, the term that came up was that our, the rebound is going to be spring loaded because people have been inside for so long that they're just going to be craving to get back out i know there's going to be restrictions we all know that and i think it's the restrictions aren't going to you know gonna, is, they're going to be long term probably right we, we know that but what issues is that going to cause so all of a sudden everyone wants to go out is there going to be you know venues space issues dates like you know everyone's going to try to run their events do you see other issues that might cause because that affect what you're doing now because the rebound might be spring-loaded well, I would agree with that assessment. Uh, I've actually been having conversations and, and I've basically said, it's gonna be one of two ways. You're gonna have those that are still cautious and wanna stay home. And then you're gonna have the complete opposite. People that are racing out their door, chomping at the bit to be in a public space. So it's an opportunity for us. Um, you know, the, it's pretty clear what the challenges are, but we're exploring what the opportunities are. So using our programs, for example, uh, pianos and parks. Do we put out fewer pianos or more pianos spread out? Uh, we look at some of the simple measures such as cleaning the keyboards more often. There's, you know, there's some really simple implementation um, that can be done with some of the programs that will bring people back to the way our summers are usually remembered. With the Parks Live program, we're figuring out the mechanics of literally how do we respect and encourage uh, that physical space between families out in the community enjoying the concerts. And so we're looking at what are the larger parks that allow you to spread out? Um, and there were some internal conversations around, do we do more or fewer shows? What would be more concerning? And my staff are pretty smart and they're like, you know what, we should do more shows because then you don't have everybody clamoring to go to the two or three that you are doing. 
So it's those little conversations you're having day to day that really come to some brilliant but simple solutions. So um, we too are working with our key partner, the city of Kelowna and their outdoor event staff. They are amazing, so supportive. Um, and it's really a case of throw us the ideas that you're thinking. And if there's a real reason why we can't do it, we'll let you know. But otherwise, hey, nothing's off the table. So how can we do things better, smarter, differently? That's still in my, in my world. My job is to engage our community uh, through cultural activities and public spaces. And that's exactly what we're planning to do. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we will circle back about your relationship with the city if you want to talk about that. Uh, but we even see just the last few days like the roads are a little bit busier like we're actually starting to see like I think people are craving to get out and have that interaction so but one thing that I that I I'm interested in how this kind of uh, when we go through a pandemic or places is how I know the word pivot's been overused for sure but how companies the, the new things that come out of it like that's the excitement like you're talking about you, you, you sit down with your team and you brainstorm like what can we do rather than I think there's two different types of people, right? There's people that will sit in a corner and go, I guess I'll just wait this out or close our business or the ones that step up and go, how are we going to change? How are we going to adapt to this? So I'd love to hear that your team is thinking of ways to, to, you know, get out there. Cause again, I think we're spring loaded. We're going to be craving that, that those events and, and sports and entertainment and all that. Right. So, well, and that's the opportunity, right? You're going to have such an appetite uh, and in, you know, talking about how it could benefit the business community, some sectors haven't been as hard impacted by this. And is this an opportunity for those folks now to step in and engage with those larger uh, hungry audiences to get their brand, to get their products in front of them? Um, so you may have, from an event side, more sponsor opportunities with new partners that maybe you hadn't engaged with before. Um, so, yeah, we're looking at all kinds of uh, different things that can be done. Um, and I just want to throw a shout out to some of our partners, our sponsors, because they've not run to the hills screaming. Mm -hmm. uh, they're like, no, let's keep talking. Let's see what we can do. It may be scaled back, but we still want to be out there supporting the kinds of things that our community love and enjoy. That's awesome. And that's, that's what's so great about our community. We always like of all the sessions I've done, it's just about communication, working together and how we get through this. So we're, we're pretty yeah. lucky on that for sure. Yeah. Um, Olivia on that, again, one of the things that I'm interested in is how, how businesses change and adapt and, and moving forward. So has there been discussion in what you can share of, of how your venues are going to adapt to potentially instill function? So, you know, are we going to be seeing parking lot concerts or are we going to be seeing like, is there, is there, you know, I saw a sports team in, in the camera somewhere in Europe that everyone sat in the parking lot and watched the game while it was going live inside the arena on a jumbotrons outside. So is there been discussion about some of that stuff as well in the venues that you guys manage? Yeah, um, definitely some discussions internally and also with the larger um, events community. So we've talked about lots of different ideas. Obviously, live streams are big right now. Um, the drive-in idea is really interesting. Um, but from the conversations that we've had, the big issue is really the, the logistical issue of washrooms. So you can, you can have drive-ins, everybody's in their car, you're social distancing, but what do you do about the washroom situation? So you run into these little issues um, 
just because this is, uh, you know, having a bunch of people together and nobody can touch anything, um, how does that actually work out in practice? So, yeah, we're definitely exploring and, and trying to be really creative. Are there, what do you see as opportunities for you guys moving forward? Have you, have you, and I know, again, you're, you're fairly early on in the role, but, uh, you know, what, what, what do you see the next three, six, because there are, you know, nine months, you, do, you guys do manage a lot of facilities and you're involved in a few things. So where do you see the opportunities for you guys? I mean, the one opportunity, it's not the most fun one, but just in terms of sanitation and the way that you're keeping people safe um, and healthy inside the buildings, um, that's an opportunity that I think most arenas are looking at right now. Um, definitely bringing tech into the mix a little bit more. So things like using apps to order your concession so that there's, you know, no less changing hands, essentially. Um, less human contact, which I know is really sad, but um, it might be the reality for a little bit. Um, so yeah, definitely thinking about different ways that we can use technology um, to alleviate some of the, the realities of spreading germs. For sure. Thank you. Um, Dustin, we were talking before, when we got up, before we got on the call that, and, and I couldn't remember what state it was, but in the U.S. they're, they're loosening guidelines to the point where it's full steam ahead. It's Mondays, full concerts, whatever it may be. And I, I, again, I, I say this, we don't have their crystal ball, but you said you've had just some discussions with the province and interior health. And, and, you know, what do you anticipate this is going to look like when, you know, when we get back to events and, you know, what, and again, I know you don't have the crystal ball, but what, what are you anticipating this might look like uh, uh, when we start loosening uh, from the province? Uh, I mean, I think one thing they've always been saying is the physical distancing will be around for a while. It's not going anywhere. Um, and I know on our side of things, I've even literally gone out and got bought like blue painter's tape thinking that, you know, we might have to use like conference room spaces for some of this and literally would tape out the floor if we had to, to make sure that we're maintaining those, those distances between people. Because um, a lot of, the nice thing with our events is we generally take over different spaces. So we have that that flexibility to adjust and you know we've already been working with one hotels about potentially using their conference space because obviously they're not being used at the moment so um there's that and even in the theater same kind of thing um you know and and that's where Kelowna community theater is nice because it's a, a huge space and you have some flexibility potentially around how to use the space but obviously the city has to kind of give the thumbs up on that aspect but in terms of like when we do a club night usually once a month like we were in our third year of, of doing a kind of a monthly takeover of the clubs for the lgbt community and i think that's that's a long ways away because obviously you're in very tight quarters and people are often sweaty from dancing so <laughs> that makes me think about speaking moistly from trudeau oh <laughs> you're not gonna start singing are you oh god no <laughs> <laughs> um, Jill, what do you think, and you know, the, your, I know that part of your business is the wine tour industry, and, and uh, we actually have a discussion on Thursday that Miles from, uh, is going to be, Miles Croton is going to join us, talk about the wine industry, but you know, what is, what is this going to look like for you when, when it comes to wine tour season is, you know, what are you guys anticipating? Well, I, I do hope that this spring effect kind of happens and everyone's going to be itching to get out wine touring uh, 
which would be lovely for us to get to get the vans moving for sure. Um, I think for us, the the little pivot will be instead of having packed buses heading to wineries, it's just we'll have a few less people in each of the vehicles. And as long as it's safe to do so, I know the wineries are all looking at different um, measures as well when it comes to, you know, having people into facilities and, and tastings and that kind of stuff. But we just really hope when all of this kind of lifts that people are excited to get to get out and support local companies such as our little one and you know all the other tour companies as well and just really start to explore the Okanagan and keep those dollars flowing locally. Here, here. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a great point. Um, before I jump into some of the questions that have been submitted, I um, one last question, I think, for Renata, and I think Dustin, you mentioned as well that you guys have mentioned a few times about how it's been a great relationship working with the city. And um, I was watching another webinar, actually, I think, or a call you had done, Renata, and talked about how they've been very supportive in, in, in working with you. Can, can you speak a little bit more about that? And Dustin, I know you mentioned as well, so you can jump in after as well, maybe, is, or Renata, just talk about that relationship and how the city of Kelowna supported uh, you through this. So I guess one of the, the big pieces is the city were pretty quick on the phone to us to say, okay, look, you know, we're not going to batten down the hatches 100% and you're all going to be out in the woods. They've been uh, very open about conversations. Um, like I said, spitballing ideas, just the moral support at this time when it's so wild, like it's just a weird time, um, has been incredibly helpful and reassuring. And the other thing I think that's important to note is this, the conversations we've been having have been right from the top of the food chain with city councillors to senior management um, to the really awesome people in the outdoor events office, Chris and Sarah, where they too have been very positive and upbeat and reassuring and uh, encouraging of thinking of new and different ways to uh, stay involved. The other part that's very important, um, you know, day to day is if we're gonna roll ahead and do the programming in the summer, which the city is very hopeful we can do and very supportive of us doing that, how will we pay for it, right? How are you gonna pay? So we know that um, some of our sponsors, like I said earlier, have been impacted where they may not be able to continue with their commitments. Well, you know, the city has talked about um, continuing to support their funding levels, but um, you know, also connecting us with people that that might be interested in, in supporting so um, the moral support and the and the continued financial support um, are two really key pieces to helping us um, prepare for the reopening of our community that's great how about you Dustin oh you mentioned having some communication with the city as well how's that relationship been and how have they supported you guys I think Chris and Sarah have been great. That's who we deal with um, specifically for Kelowna Pride. And, um, you know, kind of like Renata's mentioned, they they want to see it happen, but there's just so many unknowns right now. And I know they were hesitant uh, for a bit to give us a new date um, because they don't know if it's actually going to happen. And so we went back and you know, we said, we realize that, you know, even by giving us a new date doesn't mean it's 100% going to happen because none of us can control what's happening in the environment right now. So, you know, we want to get a new date for September um, so we can move forward with planning because some of our funding is contingent on us at least working towards Pride Week. Um, you know, like we've, we've received a substantial grant from King Experiences Fund through West Diversification and 
all of them are just like, as long as you're working towards it, you know, your expenses still qualify for reimbursement and, and similar like uh, festivals, Kelowna is all of our sponsors that have committed already. I said, we're still committed. Um, and if we haven't received the funding yet, they just says, again, as long as you're working towards something. So um, yeah, they've been as, as transparent as they can be because it's just, you don't know. <laughs> no, fair enough. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I think the point I think I'm hearing is that they've been, they're working with you guys and trying to find Absolutely. solutions, which is the big thing. So yeah. um, Olivia, we're, we, um, one of the events that most people look forward to here is Rock the Lake. Um, it's well attended and everyone loves, you know, listening to the, the bands that are coming. So is there been any discussion? I don't think there's been any announcements that there's been a cancellation or postponement yet, correct? Or you guys are still, as of today, it, on schedule to, to uh, have Rock the Lake happen. Is that correct? Yeah, right now we are on pause for planning. Um, just hoping that any day now we'll have more clarity around what timing will look like. Um, but again, we just have we're we're uh, we're on the fence. We're waiting. Is there a, is there a deadline or a date that you guys have in mind that you know that you you have to make a decision by, or or can you just maybe postpone it until it gets cold outside? I guess postpone it until the the for the weather. Yeah, I think that we're looking at a bunch of different options, um, seeing what might what might work best if we have to postpone in the end. Right. Well, hopefully it happens. I think a lot of people look forward to that for sure. So, um, one of the questions again, maybe you guys can just put up your hand on who might be able to answer this the best, or you guys can also. We've been hearing a lot of, and it's happened. I think the last couple of years, a lot more um, uh, staycations. A lot of people more staying. Um, a lot of rubber tire traffic we hear where people, you know, you're not, obviously, you don't, you're not going to be flying in from across the border or maybe even from other provinces. So uh, how, how does that affect your guys' the events? So, uh, you know, again, I'm not sure, Dustin, like, are, are most of your events, are they locals? Do you get people from out of town or not? Like, or all you guys think you're all kind of partly affected or good and bad for that. So um, to make some comments on what that might look like for you guys. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of our monthly ones, they were like 95% local, um, whether it was the networking or um, our club nights. Um, Peak Pride's a mix, mostly provincial. I'd say about 80% of people that attended Peak Pride were provincially based. And then we get groups from Seattle and some from Alberta. Um, so I think, you know, we're in a, a position where, you know, as events start opening up, we, you know, we'll draw locally for sure. Um, and then as people start to, to move around, then I think Vancouver would be the first point of, of, of focus for us to bring people up. We are pretty much historically between a 75 and 80% local slash regional versus uh, visitors to our community. Our programming is aimed at the community, but the added bonus of visitors in our community still enjoy it because it is often friends and family that would bring them out to say Parks Live shows. Uh, the other thing that's a little bit unique about us is we are all free. Everything we do is held in an outdoor public space and they're all free and they're all age appropriate. Um, so we probably won't feel the impact other than the simple fact you can't have as many people gathering in a space as um, we normally would have. Um, but again, our 
focus is primarily local anyhow, be it the artists we hire or be it the audiences that we're trying to appeal to. Um, and part of our plan, our hopeful plan, is to be able to not only have acts in the downtown, but uh, bring some shows out into the community, into the, the broader neighborhoods as well. So we can be connecting with people who may be a little concerned about coming downtown uh, or coming to areas, not downtown per se, but in large spaces where there's potential for tons of people. Right, interesting. And Jill, how does that going to affect your guys' business if there's more local, like obviously airline industry is not, you know, we, we heard are down 80%, 90%. And um, I, I did hear though, I saw a comment, I think Michael J might have posted there, Canada's hoping to be fairly operational by then. So maybe Westville thinking, but, but you know, we're, 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 we'll see how quickly, but how does that going to affect your business if there's more rubber tire traffic coming in? Yeah, from the airport shuttle perspective, for sure, um, we might not see the volumes until the, the airport returns to what the capacities were, you know, pre-COVID. Um, but we're pretty lucky with our business is quite diversified. So we do have the, the wine tour piece, which is a predominantly local as well. So we love taking, you know, our, our locals out with their, their family members and that kind of thing um to all of the wineries the other piece of our business as well is corporate event planning so as all the conferences and that kind of thing start to reschedule or cancel we've definitely seen a shift with that um as well but the hope is now that people are looking you know within canada and you know if you are a vancouver based company maybe it's a really great trip to come to the okanagan um instead of you know going to a phoenix or an arizona like the, the opportunity now to look throughout Canada at the beautiful destinations we have across the nation, I think is going to be, you know, really impactful. We are one of those kind of second tier smaller cities. When you're looking at, you know, having smaller events as opposed to big ones, maybe Kelowna will benefit from all of this from a, a corporate meeting perspective. It's interesting you actually mentioned about your event planning side and some of the early research we're seeing is that um, one of the changes we're seeing more people are actually outsourcing their event planning, um, maybe because they don't want the liability or they want a professional, for lack of a better word, to handle it. So are you guys prepared to take more on? Like if, if, that, if there is a big shift in having other, you know, outsourcing some of the event planning? Yeah, for sure. I think the beauty as well of hiring a local event planner um, is that we do know our backyard so well. So we know exactly what venues are going to be appropriate for, especially with now all the new, you know, the new normal, um, what venues are going to be able to handle capacities and um, be unique offerings for those companies that are coming into the Okanagan. So I think from an event planning perspective, we are definitely excited as to, you know, what the new normal will look like for us and, and to help as many people as we can come into the Okanagan and really experience and enjoy our valley. Excellent. Um, this is probably a question everyone's going to face is that around um, employment and workers. So be it you're hiring people certain times of the year with a lot of the events that you're doing that might not be full-time roles. Is, do you, are, you, are you concerned there's going to be a shortage when you're ready to hire someone? Because if, again, if this return is spring loaded, you're going to have to fulfill that. Or do you see the opposite? There's actually opportunities to hire really good people now because a lot of people aren't going back to work or, or might not have to be able to go back to work. So what are you seeing in your guys' organizations on that? Who wants to go first? 
I'll go first. Okay. Uh, we continued as if with yeah. our summer student hiring process. So we're just waiting to hear that we've been given approval to hire. Um, yeah. In other words, funding's been approved. Um, and ironically, we're still not completely out too far from our normal timing of when we would interview and hire and start our students. They would normally start mid-May. Um, so for us, it's an opportunity because of the uh, ruling where we can keep students on even in a part-time capacity until I think it's February of next year. That's going to be brilliant because I can use some more helper hands uh, on our New Year's Eve event, which we're planning to hold full steam ahead. How about Dustin or anybody else? Are you guys seeing how, how are the employment situations in your guys' business? I think on our side of things, you know, we've got, there's a team of four that are kind of ongoing contractors with my company. And so most of them have, have scaled back. Um, we're slowly starting to, to scale back up now that we're starting to plan for the whole live streaming side of things and, and right. laying out what that is. Um, so thankfully there was money for that. And, and with Peak Pride, we also had a grant for the Canadian Experiences Fund. So that at least helped us pull through that last bit. And, and they were still good around allowing us the flexibility as long as everything was entered into good faith um you know other expenses that we incurred leading up to it we were okay um on the Kelowna pride side we had planned to hire summer students but with the unknown and um we did we have decided to postpone that to next year because we had some different initiatives we were working on that just don't make sense right now Fair um olivia one of the terms that we're seeing and, and i probably want to uh, the other panelists to jump in this as well. One of the terms I saw when I was doing a little bit of research is hybrid events. It's a term that I saw a few times, which means it's sort of a combination of virtual and in-person events. So they're actually kind of doing a little bit of both, which I kind of thought was interesting because it, it gives you a, potentially a bigger reach, right? So maybe someone who might not be able to attend in person could still, still watch. Are you guys looking as that? any of that as an opportunity or has there been any discussion around some of the events or that you guys are doing as maybe of a hybrid event? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously uh, with festivals being canceled all summer, we're looking at what if we do have to postpone and what will happen with all the amazing plans that we've been making um, and how can we continue to engage our audience? Um, like you said, there's a lot of people who are really excited to come out this summer. So um, it's definitely something that we would love to do. Again, logistically, it can be a little bit complex. Um, like with some of these live streams, I was watching a Post Malone one the other day um, where he was with four other guys in his house. And you're like, well, are they social distancing? Is it safe? Um, how does that work logistically to even create a show um, during social distancing? Um, so again, uh, we're looking at all of the options, but trying to figure out, okay, is this realistic? Is, is anybody, thank you, is anybody else kind of tossed around the term hybrid event? And in, in, yeah, you have Dustin, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's where, especially we looked at that with um, Cusick specifically is, you know, as we, you know, we're going to do live stream 100% for now, um, which will start in the next two weeks. But then as in-person events happen, we're going to continue with the live stream as well as have the in-person side because we're going to be set up with the equipment and software 
to actually do it. Cause like we've invested between 20 and 25 grand so far in the equipment and software to actually make it happen. So we can actually have a paywall in place that properly protects the video. I know a lot of like even arts groups are trying to go the virtual route, but often it's, it's, it's very expensive to do it properly where you actually secure your video. Um, so they're using like unlisted YouTube links, which doesn't actually protect it because then anyone can just share that link and anyone can view it even though you ticket it. Right. So our hope also is with the way that we're set up is we can work with different arts groups and support them in taking their contents to the masses with an actual paywall in place. And instead of, because often to hire a company to do live stream for you, like you're looking five grand plus just to get them in the door. Um, and so we're looking at how can we do that more of like a revenue share model. So it's less cost prohibitive, especially for nonprofits to go live stream with their events. And you can have both, right? You can have in-person and live stream. Cause I think, you know, as we talked, there's going to be those people who are like gung ho to get out, but then there's going to be lots who are more hesitant, whether it be, um, um, you know, compromised immune systems or even sometimes it's, um, physical ability. So, you know, this, this could open up new opportunities to make events more inclusive for those people who aren't able to get out to them for whatever reason. I remember the, I mean, almost everyone does probably the tragic, the hip concert where the, the, the people were, were coming, the, the, pack, the parks were packed to watch, you know, a stream of the concert, right? So, and in uh, a lot of, I think Coachella used holograms with artists and stuff. So I think that's the technology that if itching to see where it goes, like, it, you know, it's not happening tomorrow. It's happening, but not at, at the scale that we're talking about. So, um, Renato, have you talked about any hybrid event sort of capabilities or is that something that you guys might look at doing where you're doing sort of a combination of, of in-person and, and, and streaming or, or, or online as well? We haven't really explored it, but doesn't mean we wouldn't. And now my brain's turning about New Year's <laughs> Eve, whether there's some opportunities there, particularly since we have a, uh, one of our, our uh, partners, SW, very mm -hmm. creative, very uh, resilient, and was just chatting with them this week. And they've got a whole interesting line of new products and services they're exploring. Mm -hmm. So there might be a cool conversation down the, right, down the road. Well, it's interesting because I think you mentioned earlier, Renata, about, you know, because in our line of business, it's about brands and, and getting and getting messaging out there. And the, the way that you advertise today is totally different with the message. you got to be careful. With. But there, there, there's brands that are looking ways, unique ways to get their, their voice out there and their brand out there. So these all sort of tie together. I mean, it's interesting to see that I think you and Dustin both mentioned that you haven't seen, it was one of my questions, you haven't seen a lot of sponsorship cancellations, which is, which is great to hear, but yeah. there's some maybe unique ways that you can integrate these brands into live streams and sponsorships that you haven't been able to do in the past, potentially too. Well, and, and you know, we get calls regularly um, from um, brand management companies mm -hmm. who have a client and they're looking at opportunities to, again, put the brand or the product or service in people's hot little hands. And maybe this opens up that door. Uh, and that opportunity a bit wider because where you don't necessarily have to have the budget and the bodies to travel across the country with a, a marketing campaign. Now you can insert perhaps um, some messaging, a cool storyline, maybe a, a mini video within a video during an event. Yeah. And there you go. You've reached, you know, the online and the actual audience 
yeah, some unique opportunities. And that's, that's the part like, you know, a lot of the stuff that I'm looking at to research you're looking at is, you know, companies like Apple, and they're, they're always innovating. It doesn't matter if it's a pandemic or not, right? So, uh, it, but a lot of brands were born out of pandemics, like Airbnb, and like so a lot of these, you know, Netflix and like either downturns, I should say, maybe not pandemics, they're in downturns. And so it's, it's unique ways that businesses adapt so um, I know we only got about 15 minutes left, 14 minutes. One thing I did want to talk about, I mentioned earlier, both Renata and Jill were instrumental in working with the uh, World Cup. Um, very sad news, and obviously when we heard that we were able to host it. Um, can you guys That's one talk? word. That's one word. <laughs> well, I wanted to, you know. <laughs> I'm sure we had a few choice other words. We, we don't have to. I think we can, we don't have to. We can be a little R-rated maybe if you want. <laughs> um, yeah, can you just talk a little bit about sort of that, what that looked like in sitting in the boardroom and getting that news? And, and the other side of it is, I assume we, we haven't heard anything, but there hasn't been discussions of what's next. Is What's the opportunity for Clona to host again? Or what, can you guys talk a little bit about that? Maybe Jill, you can start or Nadia, you can add in. Yeah, it was it was quite a, a process when um, all of this started to to happen in, in early March. We were actually sitting um, at a Rockets game with WHL and CHL the night that the NBA had you know the big close down. So we're sitting there and kind of looking at each other. And I said to my husband Chad, who was there with us, like, "What if this is the last like Rockets game? Like, what if?" And we all laughed and we're like, "Oh, there's no way. There's no way." And then each day, every 24 hours, it was changing and we were connecting with the CHL almost every day to, to chat to see, you know, is there a chance that we can, you know, continue to have the tournament? Is there a chance that maybe can we push it a couple of weeks? Can we delay? What does that look like for player safety for, for that as well? So, you know, as each day went on and it just got, you know, more and more serious and we we're just waiting for CHL to kind of come with a decision. And when the regular season got canceled and then the playoffs got canceled and then we knew Memorial cup would be, would be next. So it was, it was devastating for, for our planning team, for sure. We had so, so many volunteers and people involved in the, in the planning process. So to not see that event come to, come to reality and the economic impact that it was going to have for our city. It was just so, so devastating, but ultimately we completely understand where CHL and WHL were coming from. Um, and yeah, and the hope is that, you know, Kelowna will get, will get Memorial Cup again in the future. Um, we haven't heard obviously anything um, specific, but the hope is there for sure. I was involved with the community engagement side um, with the community events. So we had some really cool activities planned. Um, and I was brought on in July of 2018 by our illustrious leader, Tom Dias, who was chairing it. And I just felt so bad for Tom and, um, you know, Gavin and Bruce and the other members of the Rockets management, because I was brought in later in the game and I just, my heart went out to how many hours, um, having witnessed firsthand how many hours Tom and the others put in, you know, um, all the hard work that was, that was done. So I think they're very hopeful, like Jill said, that we would have another kick at the can. Um, it would have been super cool. <laughs> it would have been super cool. We had some amazing activities that were so Okanagan, um, so Kelowna, 
um, it would have been talked about for years, you know, not the least of which was the Brett Kissel concert on the beach in Waterfront Park. That was going to be stupendous. So, yeah, let's just say it took the, the wind out of our sails for a little bit. So, um, you know, anybody who's listening, I know, I think Tom is dialed in and, you know, thank you so much, Tom, for all the hours you put in and all the volunteers. Um, it would have been amazing. So we have, um, is there a playbook in place for when we get it again? <laughs> We're ready. Well, I heard Jill took all the notes you can imagine. So I, you know, I don't know. It'll go to the highest bidder. Hey, Jill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I mean, all of the, like Ren said, like all of the planning hours that went into this was, was incredible. And the team that we had, had backing the planning process. So. Yeah, the hope is that playbook just gets dusted off and, and we're up and at them again, hopefully in the future. Um, one of the questions we're seeing as well is everyone on the call here has lots of experience and have been around events and, and organizations and organ events. If, if, if other associations or other groups are, are tuning in today and, and you know they're, they're looking either to how do they get back or, or how can they run their event, is there, is there some words of wisdom that you guys can provide or some insight you can provide on how they can potentially run an event or mitigate any issues around it because you guys have it, i think everyone around this panel most likely have been through downturns renata we've been through downturns before like so what's what's some words that you can give other event organizations that are tuning in today and saying hey you know we're going to make it through and here's, here's some here's some words of wisdom for you guys uh, you know what, can I just throw out to others that are in the event world that are listening, the International Festivals and Events Association, IFEA, is an astonishing resource for events of all sizes and scale and scope. Um, and that would be my piece of advice is, is reach out and ask for advice, reach out and uh, ask for help. Um, the biggest piece that has saved our bacon during this whole crazy time is communication. And that was reinforced in a couple webinars I've sat in on as well, where talk to people. You'd be amazed how, A, you're all in the same boat, you're feeling the same, but you never know the nuggets that you'll get from a conversation. Justin? Yeah, I, I kind of echo what, what Renata's saying, and um, he kind of just got to take a breath and... Uh, you know, try and be as optimistic as you can, but you got to have those those plans B through Z, um, knowing, knowing that none of us have that crystal ball. Does anybody know, is, is there funding available for associations that have been affected by events that had to be canceled? Is there, is there any specific initiatives from provincial or federal government that have come down to help um, any events that had, that had, to, be, that had to be canceled? I, I know think, like go ahead I was gonna say in the arts and culture side in BC there's a number of organizations arts BC um, do have some funds in place that can help you can either continue to pay your artists or offset the cost if you've already made commitments to some of your artists and you've had to cancel an event and similarly through Canadian Heritage there's a number of art focused programs um, tends to be on the nonprofit side of things though. So maybe Olivia can speak to the, the other side of that world. Yeah, I was gonna speak to the Canada Council and what they're doing for artists, giving them uh, some funding for live streaming concerts, which is pretty cool. Um, 
again, maybe we'll be getting more news as the situation rolls forward. Yeah, there's there's still yeah. like there's, yeah. there's so much still up in the air with with all that as well, right? So in every facet yeah. of it. Yeah. So. Well, um, and I I'm just I was going to add like I know the federal government said they were putting a bunch of money into um, arts and entertainment, but it sounded like it was going through Heritage Canada, which likely means it's mostly for nonprofits versus businesses. Yeah. I know our the way we operate, we don't qualify for any of the programs um, that have been offered thus far. So it's wow. yeah, it's a little more challenging. Look, because it's either got employees or which we don't we have contractors right and that's often you know artists when we hire them they're contracted they're not staff so we don't qualify for those types of resources that are out there right now so given that um how can the community or businesses support you guys right now like what, what are some things that uh I, that's the one thing i said i i find is our communities in are come together so strongly and it went when with situations like this so what how can the community support so festivals clone or, or dustin what you're doing or jill or or olivia like well, what what can we do to help right now i think for us just giving us uh having some patience as we figure out what's being postponed and when we're rescheduling to you um people have been awesome so far in understanding but just just not that we're working hard to uh figure out something wise renata uh you know what we we've been very privileged to have our sponsors stay in touch stay involved commit to once we're ready to go and do something to be involved may not be at the same level but they want to be involved um so I just want to reinforce and, and throw out again, thanks and appreciation to the community. Um, yeah, we're, we're actually, I think, in good shape. Good, good. Dustin, what can we do? What can the community do to help uh, as, as you work through this? I think, you know, as we, as we roll out the Unicorns Live platform is to, to check it out and share it. Um, you know, the first bit's gonna be working out a few of the bugs. So anything that we're doing is, is gonna be free initially. Um, and thankfully we have some, you know, some extending grants that can at least still pay artist fees even while we're doing it free. So our biggest thing initially is, you know, to check it out um, and share it um, within your networks of people. And then eventually, obviously, once events happen, then come check them out <laughs> once it's safe to do so. Awesome. Um, we're down to our last couple of minutes. The last question I have is, is and we'll start maybe with you, Jill. Um, and I do want to hear from everyone too. Everyone's got literally a minute. So, um, where are the opportunities moving forward? What you know, where, what do you see, and where, where are some opportunities as as we move forward the next few months? I think we just have to be, be like Olivia said, let's be patient and flexible with with the businesses that are you know trying to reopen and trying to see revenues come back. Be kind. Everyone is you know sees things a little bit differently, so let's you know support as much as we can, whether it's just through online reviews or buying local gift cards or whatever you can do from home to help support small business right now, I think is fantastic. And then as things start, you know, to open in our new normal, let's, you know, put our, put our monies where our mouths are and spend locally. Let's buy Mother's Day gifts from small business and, you know, experience Okanagan authentically and really support those who have been, you know, devastated by this pandemic. Olivia, last words from you. 
I mean, I would say the same thing. Huge opportunity to support local businesses um, and support each other, really. It's, I, I think that it's been awesome to see that happening so far. Um, I've noticed a huge increase in just people being really kind and understanding with each other. Um, so I would say keep that up for sure. Dustin, how about with you? What do you see opportunities over the next few months? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be in terms of our event scene, it's going to be this, whatever this hybrid model looks like as we, as things slowly start to open up. And so I'll reiterate what's been said is, you know, be patient and be kind, um, to the people around you because we're all in, in different situations and we're all going to respond differently to when we're able to, to meet again. So, and it's not, it's not going to be for everyone at that point. Yeah, you definitely see every type of emotion right now, right? So, and, and you have to be considerate of people because some people handle stress different than others. But uh, Renata, last word with you is uh, where do you see opportunities? I think there's three opportunities for us. Uh, number one, there'll be a ton of people, uh, you know, ready to go to come to a show. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll have new audiences. The second opportunity is that we'll have artists that would normally be touring might be willing to stay closer to home or will need to and can appear on our stages where we've not had the privilege of working with them before. And then the third opportunity would be businesses uh, or others in the community who want to support what we're doing and have survived and been okay and are willing to um, financially support so we can continue to bring what uh, programming we have to our community. So anybody needs to call me, they're welcome to do so. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, our time's up. I told you it would go fast. We're, we're at the hour. So again, thank each and each uh, of you guys for joining us today and, and uh, for everything you guys do in the community as well. Because like I said, I think that's the one thing people really, really miss right now. So I think we can't wait. We all can't wait to get back and watching tournament events and watching concerts and the Rockets play hopefully and so forth. So um, if anyone has any other questions that are tuned in that we haven't gone to or something else, please do reach out. Uh, you can reach out to us. We'll put you in touch with any of the panelists and I'm sure any of them will be happy to assist you and answer any questions. So please do. The recording will be available on Facebook. We'll be uploading it as well. Um, we do have two more sessions this week. On Thursday, we have a discussion around tourism. So we'll do a discussion that. And then Friday, just a panel of local businesses, just discussion of how, what they're seeing right now. So real diversity when it comes to that. So again, thank you for spending the hour with us and, and uh, answering some questions. So feel free to reach out. We really understand the value community. That's what's come out today. I think that's one thing that we hear every single time. Communication, support each other, and we can kind of stay connected and get through this together. And when it's time to get out, and we, if it's truly spring-loaded, make sure you support um, everybody on the panel today. And, and uh, like they said, when, you know, it's time to make sure we support local as well. So have a great rest of your day. Thank you guys for joining us and, and to the panelists for joining us. And thanks for tuning to this. Thank you. Thanks very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.